This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, hello, everyone. We are back. It's Christina and... Rayanne, we're back together. Woo! Oh my gosh. The solo episodes were fun, but I missed you. I'm glad we're back together. I know. I felt so much pressure without having you there. I was like, I feel like I'm missing my other half. This is so wild. I know. It's so good to see you and you're coming back to LA so soon. I cannot wait. Um, It'll be so much fun. I'm so excited to meet Nico. Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to make sure he has the cutest outfit on ever. I'm like, I haven't held a baby. I don't want this to freak you out, but I haven't held a baby in like a really, really long time. So like maybe just give me a rundown before, but you're the most chill. So I'm actually not worried, but yeah, well, when you preface it like that, (laughs) (laughs) I'll be sitting down and you can just place him in my arms. Pretty much. I'm going to treat you like my six-year-old niece. How about that? Yes. Perfect. And she probably might be better with babies than me. So it's fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, I am so excited for today's episode. It's all about branding and building a business from the ground up. And we talk a lot about like the elements that you need, the aesthetics, like how to get started. Um, So Rant, question for you, Ray, every day, when was it launched? How did you start? Oh, so I actually, when I was in college, I knew I always wanted to start a fashion blog because I interned at Better Homes and Gardens magazine and got to work with all the bloggers that was like, and I was on the social media team. And this is so funny. Obviously, it's not all about the money, but I met this DIY blogger who told me how much money she made. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, dumbfounded that she made so much money, like painting dressers and redoing stuff. And anyway, I just was always so fascinated by it. And I love fashion blogs. Like I would go, I had them like all bookmark and would read them. Um, and I just knew it was something I wanted to do. And then I graduated college and was living with my parents, applying for jobs, bored out of my mind. And I saw this like Instagram ad from one of the bloggers I had worked with, with at Better Homes and Gardens that was like, oh, I think it was called... Instagram with intention or something. And it was about, um, like growing your brand on Instagram. And the course was like $300, which to me was like so much money. I couldn't even comprehend it. And I put it on my credit card, which I don't suggest don't go into debt, but I did. And then I like Googled from there, like how to start a blog, like how to buy a domain name. Like honestly did the course and Googled everything. Like I had no idea what I was doing and probably made so many mistakes, but you just kind of like figure it out along the way. Um, How did you start yours? Were you a Googler too? I was, I'm always a Googler. Um, I'm like the worst Googler, but somehow I get it done. I started my blog in 2011. I was a year out of college. Um, so I feel like blogs, blogs were starting to get really, really popular, but Instagram didn't even exist at this point. And I started becoming obsessed with the 
blog, Atlantic Pacific, Blair Eady's blog. It was like one of the first ones I started reading and my friend sent it to me. She was like, you'd be really, really good at this. Um, and I always love taking photos and I love styling. I was working as a stylist at Nordstrom at the time. So, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like I knew I wanted to have a career in TV and in fashion, but I didn't know how to like get it started. And I was like, you know what? I think I would be really good at this. So, um, I went to Costco and bought a camera and I was dating Steve at the time. We were only like a year into dating and he started taking all of my photos and it was so much fun because it was like such a, when I look back on it, I was like, wow, he was like so nice and supportive. We'd like kind of just travel around Staten Island, New Jersey and New York and like just take photos in random places. And it was so much fun. Um, but my first blog was on Tumblr. I didn't even like know oh, how Tumblr. it was like old school. I was doing it on Tumblr. And when I finally moved to LA, I bought, I went to like GoDaddy and I bought a domain and I did that whole thing. And I just, honestly, I found some plugins and some presets and I just did a lot of Googling and a lot of YouTube. I honestly found YouTube to be so, so helpful. And I kind of just, I don't know, you just like start, you know? And I, I never know. looked back That's since. That's way easier said than done. But <laughs> I know. But then honestly for Instagram now, because now I feel like so many creatives are just building their brands on Instagram. Some people don't even have blogs or websites anymore. My first Instagram when I got it was like a egg white and green salsa. So we've come a long way. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. It was actually yeah, like a I disgusting think, photo. I don't even really think you, I mean, obviously having a website down the road, I think is good, but I don't even think you need one to start if you want to have, well, it depends on what kind of business you want. If you're starting like a content creation brand, I don't really think you need one anymore. Mm-mm. What do you think? No, I don't no? think so. Yeah, no. I think obviously if you have like a product based or like st- specific based, type yeah. of business, service-based business and yeah, a hundred percent, but Instagram, TikTok, it's where it's at. You can start there and then like build out your brand as you grow for sure. Um, which yeah we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about today. Sorry. My brain literally short circuited. Did you see me? I was like, literally- <laughs> I did. You <laughs> just like pause for a second. But before we get into today's guest, just real quick, um, I want to talk again about our book club because it will be launching on Thursday. We're having our first meeting. If you are reading big friendship with us, make sure you go into the Facebook group to get all the details there. I'm so excited for it. Have you, Christina, I know you don't read. Have you started? I did start. It's really, it's really, <laughs> I was, I did. I was going to tell you, you could do audiobook too. So while you're walking Nico and do it, you could listen. Um, that would have been so helpful. <laughs> no, but honestly, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I like reading it. I mean, I pretty much just started two days ago, um, but we're good. I'm okay. so excited for like, a book club. I need club. to check in on you. I'm good. I, I read. I When I do read, I, I can read very quickly. I mean, I am not shaming you at all. I honestly have not been reading. I mean, most of the books now, I'm just doing audiobooks because I love to have it while I'm cleaning or like walking or doing random stuff. So no shame if you don't read, but I just knew I needed to check in. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Let's anyway. Let's get into this episode. On the podcast today, we have Jocelyn Burks, and she is a strategic brand and web designer and also an entrepreneurial resource to help you build the brand, business, and life of your dreams. She is passionate about finding the intersection of aesthetics and strategy. Um, Jocelyn actually recently helped me with a brand refresh um, at the end of 2020, and I'm telling you, 
Her eye for design is impeccable. And she also has such an entrepreneurial mind. Like she is so organized, super savvy, and just really, really good at what she does. So we are thrilled to have her on the podcast today to talk all things branding and launching your business. So if you have that business idea that you've been sitting on for a while and have no idea where to start or a dream of one day being an entrepreneur, then buckle up because today's episode is going to be so good. Um, So Let's do this. We are very excited to welcome Jocelyn onto the podcast. All right, Jocelyn, I am so excited to talk to you. I'm not going to lie to you. When I hear the word branding, I literally feel like I should be like going through Barnes and Nobles and looking for like one of those branding for dummies books. Like it is so foreign to me. It's not like the way my mind works at all. And like, honestly, branding just feels like so, so overwhelming. So I kind of wanted you to like, just give us like a quick definition. Like what is branding in your words and why is it important? Yeah. So you're definitely not the only one that feels that way. And that's why it's always recommended to work with obviously someone that's an expert in the space, because a lot of people think they can kind of DIY their own brand to most people. A brand usually means like a logo, a color palette, kind of those like visual assets. But really when we're talking about a strong brand and a full kind of cohesive um, brand strategy, we're talking about really like who you are and what you're known to your audience for. And that can span really a wide kind of range of assets from, again, kind of that visual side that we talked about, the logo, the colors, all that good stuff that we automatically think of, but then also like your brand voice. What um, what are five keywords that people think of when they think of your brand? What How are you speaking to them? What type of content are you creating? And being really strategic with kind of all those different aspects. So people usually think about just kind of the visual side of things, but when you're doing it well and when you're building a really strong brand from the ground up, it starts with a lot more strategy behind it all and kind of what you want to be known for to your audience. So like you just said that so perfectly. I'm like, okay, all of that makes sense. But I guess like, I, I still think it could be super, super overwhelming. So I guess yeah. like when you're working with your client or if someone is like trying to like maybe DIY brand on their own, because not everyone can like, let's say afford someone or like yeah. has those resources. Like what is the first step that someone can take to like help identify their brand? Yes. So when I'm working with my clients, first I have them fill out a questionnaire and you obviously don't need, you can find a really like a lot of really great options on Pinterest for kind of these brand strategy questions. So first we kind of look to the mission behind you and your business. What are you doing? Who are you serving? Who is your current competitors? How are they different from you? And these can kind of differ if you're working within kind of like the personal brand space um, or if you have a service or product related business, Um, but really kind of evaluating what the other players in the space look like and how you want to differentiate themselves, um, differentiate yourself from them. So from there, um, we really try to dive into how, what are you trying to communicate and how can we set up yourself or your business as the expert, both visually and kind of from a voice perspective. So on a really practical side, if someone is trying to DIY their, um, 
kind of like the brand assets, the look and feel, what I recommend is starting with a mood board. And so what that would look like is going, going onto Pinterest, pinning a bunch of random pictures that you're inspired by a bunch of logos, a bunch of color palettes, all that good stuff. And you don't have to kind of go into it with a really clear idea of the look you're going for. But once you start kind of going through that process, you'll start to see trends in what you're pinning. So I just went through this process with Rayanne and when she sent over her board, there was a few different looks, but obviously kind of that modern editorial minimalist was a really like common theme in her pins. So once you kind of go through that process of really not filtering your stuff and just pinning whatever you like, you'll find kind of consistent theme from there. Um, and that is really what you should use to inspire maybe like your Instagram, your any brand photography that you're doing, that kind of stuff. So just starting with first kind of that like look and feel um, of what you want your brand to look like. Um, and then from there, if you're, again, we could go so deep into this, but if you're wanting to kind of create one of your own logos or something, I always recommend that people like less is more when you're DIYing it yourself. Like a lot of times I see people creating their own logo and they're using different script fonts and lots of different colors throughout like a logo that they put together themselves. And like really the best branding is really simple with the brand assets. And then you're creating like a really strong, um, look and feel with the imagery. So if your brand is just your name, find an awesome typeface that you like and just write out your name in that great font. And it's going to look like a strong logo. You're not going to overdo it. And you're going to be able to use it in a lot of different brand settings. So that was a lot, but kind of just like high level, how someone could go for it themselves. So, yeah, no, that's so helpful. And such like a fun place to start. Like, is yeah. I think if you have this idea and you're like, okay, I want to start this business or even, you know, start this personal brand if you're like thinking like at the end goal, your end goal, it's so overwhelming. So I think starting with like those little things, like just make a Pinterest board and like see what calls to you is so helpful. And Christina and I were talking about this, how sometimes we struggle because when it comes to, let's say someone wants to start, you know, working as a content creator, you are your brand. So do you kind of see a difference between like personal brands and then like, I was going to say business brands, we are a business, yeah. but like product based yeah. or something like that. Cause I think Christina was joking. She was like, I feel like I have like five aesthetics. Like yeah. there's so much to us as human beings. We're like multidimensional. Yeah. Um, so do you see a difference between those two when you're like doing that brand strategy? Yeah. So kind of like the most succinct way that you can put it with those two kind of different types of brands with a personal brand, you're establishing yourself as the expert or the aspirational kind of person that your audience should want to work with or buy from or whatever that looks like. So it's really focused on like featuring you as this expert, but then with a um, business, that's a brand, a service or a product-based business, you're kind of really positioning your customer as like the hero of your story. So a lot of the messaging is much more based on how are, how do they fit in the product or service? How are they using it instead of kind of positioning your business or your brand as like, we're the best in the business, even though that's an aspect of it. Like with the personal brand, you're saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of cool. I'm aspirational. Like these are my credentials, blah, blah, blah. But then a product or service, it's like, this is your problem as the customer. This is how we as a business can solve it for you. So it's really kind of pushing either yourself as the expert or putting for, again, products or service, your customer as the kind of focal point of your messaging and kind of how you're pitching your product. So 
that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I never even thought about it like that, but <laughs> I love that. But like, what about like for your personal brand? Like, let's say for me, right? Yep. I, I feel like I'm so multidimensional. Like I know my overall brand is like about confidence and positivity. And I just want to relay that into everything I do, whether it's like fashion, beauty, like being a mom, like relationships, whatever. But like, I just said 10 different things. So like, how do you like narrow that down and create something that that's cohesive? Or do you feel like you, you shouldn't narrow Like you should just niche down and not talk about everything and not make your brand about everything. Because I feel like a lot of people, at least when it comes to personal brands are probably like me where they have crazy ADD. They want to talk about everything. They feel like they're passionate about a bunch of different things, but kind of like don't even know where to start or like where to hone in on their brand. Yeah. So I, call it the big three where you're Ooh, picking. Three. I know it's like, also like, this is us. That's kind of like the, the TV show, big three. So also for the band, the big three. So finding the three, three, maybe three to five things that you want to be known for. So like you kind of think of it, like if there is, so let's say in your industry, if there is a panel on blank topic, what would you want to be invited to be a panelist on kind of those like three, three to five, again, kind of key topics that you really want to be known for. And so let's say for you, it is uh, body positivity, body confidence, it's being a mother, and then it's fashion. So you're having kind of those three main pillars of content and then creating kind of a strategy with your content around that. So I'd say your kind of big product offerings, you always want to stick within kind of those key, key areas but the content outside of that, it doesn't mean you can't like share the dinner you're cooking that night or whatever, because that's what your audience wants to see from you too, is kind of that easy lifestyle content as well. But in terms of what you're really like investing your time in building out products, in creating events around whatever, kind of finding those three buckets that you're really passionate about and that you really want to be known for and building it out around those. So again, and then it's kind of like, you can get to the nitty gritty of it all where your Instagram feed, then if you have kind of, maybe you have four buckets that you're kind of following with your content around. Then if you look at your top nine slides or whatever, there should usually always be like a slide about or a post about each of those kind of buckets. So someone can look at your first few posts and they can see, oh, she's known for this, this, and this. Like I understand her and her content. So yeah. Wow. I can't just tell you that once this podcast goes live, I think I'm going to listen to it on a weekly basis. <laughs> I've already just <laughs> learned so much. I, I was like, it. wait, why is it so complicated in my mind? And then when Jocelyn, you say it, it just like seems so simple. I was like, it makes so much I'm like, sense. duh, like that makes so much <laughs> sense. No, it's, I mean, that's how a lot of people feel. And it's definitely, there's so many like confusing things around your brand. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you want to be known for? Your content can look different. It can have a different voice and feel, but like, what do you want to be known for? And that's going to resonate with your audience. And then also like you're attracting an audience that's passionate about the same things. So if you're, if you want to be known for fashion and that's what you like to talk about, then your followers are going to want to talk about the same thing. So yeah. How important are like aesthetics, right? When it comes to like launching a business and part of the branding, right? So like, let's say like you did all these steps and you know, like, I want to talk about like fashion, motherhood and food. I don't know. Yeah. And you start doing that. Do you feel like it is important to have like a clear logo, a color palette, to have all these like aesthetic branding assets done before you launch? Or do you feel like just start posting, just start creating content? Like obviously this is for more like content focused. Um, Mm but or do you feel like it's really important to have like a full brand strategy, a full, um, 
branding, uh, I don't I don't know, assets before you even launch? Yeah. yeah. So I'd say it's kind of right somewhere right in the middle because first, if you're just getting started, you don't necessarily know what type of content or what approach is going to resonate best with your audience. So part of it is kind of learning along the way. You, you don't want to have built out this like full, complete brand look. And then three months later, you realize, oh, my target audience is actually like a completely different side, or I'm really not even focusing on the food side of things anymore. So part of it is kind of leaving some room for yourself to learn and grow into the brand that you like find yourself developing. So I usually say that it's best to start with at least kind of a little bit of a bare minimum and you can rebrand, you can level up your assets and your look and feel of things later. But if you're creating Instagram visuals where maybe you do like a picture and then you do a slide that has like a quote or some helpful tips, like at least picking out some consistent colors and fonts to work with is going to help your audience kind of like visually taking your content from Instagram to then maybe you're using the same fonts in your YouTube intro, just so that it's all looking at least a little bit cohesive. So if you're just getting started and kind of learning what, um, what you're best at, what you want to be known for, it's usually like people usually shouldn't invest in a really cohesive, um, like full brand development and whatnot, but just at least starting with some co- like consistent um, assets is definitely helpful, at least for your audience and kind of being able to recognize like when you're on their feed and and when they're watching your videos and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's so smart. I mean, because I started five years ago and working with you, Jocelyn, at the in December was mm-hmm. the first time that I had like brought someone on to like help me. Um, I mean, I do have like a graphic design background, so I could get away with it a little bit, but sometimes, I mean, I felt like my brand was all over the place, like colors, fonts, everything. I was like, I was like, Oh, I feel like people, I want people to look at something and know like that's Rayanne or that's Christina, you know, just so you establish that like brand identity and relationship when people see your content. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They should feel like, they should stop scrolling when they just like, we scroll so fast. So let's say, I mean, you just post a, a quote or whatever. If your assets are really strong, then they're going to stop and they're going to read it and they're going to know it's you, even if they don't kind of like explore more. So yeah, totally. So when it comes to like the brand, like, well, obviously, as you told us at the beginning, so eloquently, how much goes into a brand, but as far as aesthetics um, yep. and like visual, what do you mm-hmm. think is the most important thing? If you can pick one. Oh gosh, just one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Um, I mean, like, like I'm the one that creates, like I create the full, like the full sweep, all the logos, all the fonts and all the typeface, whatever. But ultimately at the end of the day, it's all about the imagery. Like, and I'm the one saying this, I'm not even like the photographer doing your photos. Like it really is all about like really strong photos in my opinion. And that's, what's going to like draw someone in for more content. So that would be like my recommendation. And like, I'm, I am a brand designer myself. I'm about to do like a full brand photo shoot for my own business. Just investing in like really strong imagery or video, um, is usually, and, and making that consistent, of course. But yeah, I, I'm all about like the visual side of things. So the imagery is, is awesome in my, in my mind. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I know it's yeah. so uh, imagery. I mean, what they like that is right now we're so visual Instagram, yeah. TikTok, everything. 
obviously imagery is what's going to catch the eye. And then I think the brand side just helps like continue the story from there. Yeah. Yeah. See where I get a little, you know, when you like you go to someone's or businesses, Instagram or whatever, and you see like really high quality imagery and photos that are displaying maybe themselves, if it's a personal brand or their product or service. And you just know there's like a different standard of like service or quality, or just you're paying for like a higher quality, um, of working with that kind of business. If you see those like really good, really good photos to represent their work. So, yeah. How do you, um, do you notice that like when people are trying to like launch their brand, they like kind of struggle with this idea of like perfectionism? Yes. Yes, definitely. I, yeah, absolutely. People want it to look perfect or have all of their exact services figured out before they launch. But again, like I said before, there's an aspect of where your first few months in business or creating content, whatever that may look like for you, you're going to do a, like so much learning about what your audience wants, what your customer wants. So if you're spending six months just perfecting your website or your brand or whatever that looks like, you could have spent most of those six months learning and then pivoting from there um, to be able to make a stronger business in the long run. So I definitely think we all like, I'm guilty of that myself, especially someone being in the creative visual space. Like I kind of feel like I hold myself to like the highest possible standard, like, Oh, this needs to look perfect and stunning for like every Instagram I post or whatever that looks like, but just getting your content out there. And I mean, we're in the age of like authenticity where we don't like, people don't want everything to look like picture perfect, you know? So part of that is just like showing up on your Instagram live or whatever that is. And just like getting the content out there because the people that want it from you don't expect it to be like studio quality work or like every time, you know? So like for myself, I recently like decided to just like stop doing filters on the, when I'm filming like Instagram story, like training videos, showing people like the brands I'm working on or whatever. Like, I'm just like, I actively decided to not use filters anymore because for me, I'm like, I'm watching all these kind of creative people's stories and there's all these filters. I'm like, well, like, is their work real? Like we're just all presenting this kind of like fake front, but I'm really there. I'm learning from these people and I just want their like, real authentic self. So, and, and again, that just kind of ties back to getting stuck in perfectionism because I don't think our audiences want perfect. They want us to just be like creating stuff that they're looking for. And that doesn't, doesn't have to look perfect. So. Yeah. I think it's so important. And I feel like, I mean, like I having beautiful imagery and like great mm-hmm. branding assets, I think is so important, but the, at the end of the day, like nothing matters if you're not actually doing it. So if yeah. you're just waiting and waiting to start your business because you feel like, oh, you need a better outfit or you need a better photo or you need a better yeah. logo or like your website doesn't look good, like you're never going to start. I always like give the example yeah. of my cousin, like she is a branding expert. She does this for companies, but she's been trying to create her own personal brand for maybe like, honestly, five years we've been talking about this. She still has not posted yes. a single photo on Instagram because she gets so in her head and she doesn't want people to like, be like, oh, this doesn't make sense or it's not cohesive or this and that. I'm like, just freaking do it. And I know for me, yeah. like I can take, I love editorial imagery, but honestly, sometimes like being in my sweats in my living room will perform better and people will, will appreciate that even more. So I think that like, you just have to first of all, no matter what, whether it's a personal brand or a business brand, you just have to start. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important part. I agree. 
I get so caught up in like the perfection thing, which I never used to be that way. But I'm like, if I don't, if it doesn't like fit perfectly or like (laughs) doesn't go in the feed, it drives me insane. And I like can't stop Mm -hmm. looking at it. And I'm trying to like let go of that a little bit, but at the same time, balancing feeding that creative side of myself. But then like what you said, Jocelyn, I think is so you can think of like your personal brand, like, okay, maybe your feed is that more editorial look, but then your stories really shows your personality and you're just like real raw. Like I'm on stories talking about like my butt acne and like (laughs) my droopy eyelids, like all the time. Um, So I think there's like different avenues of where you can showcase kind of like the different tones of who you are and who your brand is as well. Yeah. And there's also like, for me personally, at least a side of it where it's like, we want to be a perfectionist about every aspect of our business, but the things that you like, don't want to do in your business, it like, you just keep pushing off and you put, you push it off and you push it off where it's like, okay, maybe you ran, maybe like Instagram, you just like love creating that beautiful feed. And so maybe it's okay to have a level of like perfectionism because that's what gives you energy. You enjoy like getting it to that point where you feel it's perfect, but then the other side of the building or other side of the business, you just need to like get the product out and like, you know what I mean? Just like, it's not something you enjoy. So kind of finding like the areas where you enjoy getting, like finding that level of perfectionism maybe isn't the most unhealthy thing. If it's like, gives you energy and gives you life. Like, I think there's ways that we can embrace kind of our perfectionism side, but then in others where it's like, it's making us delay our launch by three months. Like those are the things that we need to let go of some control of, you know? Absolutely. Yes. You said that perfectly. Like, cause I think it's always good to look back. Like Christina, I bet if you scrolled back to your Instagram, like where you started to where you are now, I look back at some of my old stuff and I'm like, Oh my God. But at the time, <laughs> you know, you just have to start. And even, yeah, person, like, I'm sure your business has grown like exponentially since you've started. Oh yeah. Um, well, actually my Instagram, if you scroll, like I basically transitioned my personal Instagram into a business Instagram, which has been really interesting kind of in like the ebb and flow of like what people are following me for, but absolutely like, and that kind of started, I just like, let's see, almost a year ago now, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to like start posting it. And I don't care if like my people that followed me from high school are like judging these business posts that I'm doing. Like, it's just, it's what I'm passionate about and it's what I care about. So I'm going to start sharing it, even if it's not like what I think people are there for and we'll see what happens. And it's been like the best thing for me is just sharing what I want to share and, and what like I'm passionate about within my own business. So, yeah. Jocelyn, I think it's so funny that you just said these random people from high school, cause I can't <laughs> even tell you how much of a hang up I had when I first started thinking about what are people from high school going to think people that I haven't talked to in like six years, people that I, I don't literally don't give a shit what they're doing. Yes. They yes. probably like, I, I don't even remember half of their names, but I can visualize them and be like, I wonder like if they're going to like think I'm like so stupid or like for doing this and they literally don't care. And I think it's so easy to get so hung up on what people think people who you literally don't even give a shit about. So like, why would you care what they think about you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like they literally don't care, but you think your high school is going to like gather together and gossip about (laughs) like, did you see what she posted on Instagram? 100. (laughs) Right. Isn't that so she thinks she is. Exactly. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. I don't think we're alone in that. So wait, but that actually is a good question. Like if someone is wanting to start their own brand, whether it's, you know, a new business or a personal brand and they have this like personal Instagram, Mm -hmm. would you suggest like them starting completely fresh or building on that? Even if it's like completely unrelated, just like pictures of their dog. 
Yeah. So I think it can differ based on the business that you're starting. So like for me, there's kind of two sides to what I do. I do brand brand strategy and, and development and web design for kind of all sides of what I do, but I do, I have Bolt, which is my business focused on serving athletes and sports related brands. So I have a separate account for kind of those clients that I'm working with, but for my personal brand, which is just kind of housed under my own name where I'm doing again, still brand strategy and web design for small businesses and personal brands, also some kind of educational stuff. I like, I want it to be under my name because I want like myself to be considered the expert. So it's kind of figuring out like, okay, do you want it? Like, is it a completely different name or do you really want to like pitch yourself as the person that's like the, the expert, the really like strategic kind of mind and whatever you're doing um, and kind of going from there. I will say though, that like, even if you create like a separate Instagram for a new business, you're starting like just continuing to share more about what you're doing on your own feet, like feed and stuff, because you'll be surprised how many people are interested in what you're doing or like new business comes from that. Like that's kind of how my business really started to take off is because I made the active decision to start sharing on my personal account and I kept at it. I kept at it. It wasn't like a one-time thing like, Hey, I'm doing brand and web design for small businesses, like outside of the athletes I work with, if anyone wants it, it wasn't kind of like a one-time thing. I just like continued to share. I was sharing what I was working on on my computer each day and just like kept putting out content like that. And the amount of people that even that followed me, even like those high school friends were joking about that, like needed those services. Like they just keep coming through, like what through the woodworks or whatever, like the people that are following you are going to be your first customers. And then they're going to refer their friends and family to you from there. Um, so just sharing that is usually like the best way to get your foot in the door with whatever you're selling or the service you're providing or the content you're making. So, yeah, I think that's a that's great. And I also think just like side note, that's a great uh, little tip about sharing because I think that sometimes it's really easy to put content out there, right? And think, oh, someone saw that. They saw that. Like, I don't need to post about it again, or I don't need to mention it again, or share that again. Or sometimes like if you post something, you think you're sharing too much. I recently like posted about the sweatshirt that I loved. I literally like wore it every single day. So I posted about it every single day. And I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to be like, think I'm so crazy. I keep sharing this. I was like, am, am I sharing this too much? I'm embarrassed. The one day I, I didn't it. share it. People were like, Oh, do you have the link for that sweatshirt? And I was like, what? Like I've been sharing this every single day, but sometimes yeah. people need to see things so many times yes. for it to click. Um, yes. and it's yep. so easy to get in your head and be like, Oh, like start to get embarrassed or start to question yourself and be like, Oh, I, I'm, I'm like annoying people or I'm doing this too much, but like repetition is so important. And I think that yep. with branding, obviously like that's what it's all about, right? Is getting people to recognize it. And that comes with repetition. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. They should just like think of you, like, even if you post something and they're not ready to buy or invest in a service, like three months later, they might think, Oh, like I need web design. Jocelyn, I remember her sharing stuff like just last week. So they'll always like circle back. If you're kind of just like continuing, continuing to stay top of mind um, with your business or your content. So, yeah. Okay. Did you have a nine to five job before you branched out on your own? So I, let's see, I 
studied entrepreneurship in college. I always knew I, yeah, it was a great program. I always knew I wanted to start a business actually in high school. That was how I made money. I did people's senior pictures for, uh, senior photos for like my income or whatever in high school. So I thought I wanted to be like a photographer when I was in college. And so I graduated with an entrepreneurship degree, which really doesn't prepare you to have like a marketable skill to get a job. Like I always say it teach it taught me like how to learn everything that I needed to. Like you just, as, as an entrepreneur, like you guys know, you're scrappy, you're your own accountant, you're your own like Googling legal stuff. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So I did wedding photography for a few months out of school. And then I really wanted to just kind of like learn the behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. So I actually worked for two years at a um, like a tech startup support place. It was called the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. So we worked with entrepreneurs that were launching their business, um, which I'm obviously like tactically, I'm a brand and web designer, but I'm most passionate about that for like the business strategy when it comes to launching your business. So, so yeah, I worked for two years there helping people um, start their business and, and kind of seeing the behind the scenes behind the scenes of that and seeing their failures and what worked and what didn't work and that kind of thing. And then, yeah, I quit that and then went full-time freelance and, and design stuff. So. Amazing. Cause I think that's like a really hard part too, is knowing why I asked is like knowing when you're like, when is the right time to like go full out with something. And I think there's never like maybe the right answer. Um, but I think that really scares people and holds people back from yep. going for something. Cause they're like, feel secure in their, you know, steady job. So, yes. um, yeah, I don't yeah. Do you have any like tips for if someone's like in that and they want to start like any to give them that confidence? So like you said, it's never, literally never going to feel like the right time. Like you're always going to have some sort of excuse or not necessarily excuse, just like realistic fears of what would happen if you quit your job, you know, like that's not, there's no, nothing wrong with that. We all feel those kind of insecurities. So I would say that for most people, it's good that if you are building your side hustle or building your brand while you're working your other job, just to have some security and kind of, okay, I can still pursue stuff. And I still have this full-time income. And when it gets to the point where you feel really overwhelmed and you feel like you have like a little bit of a solid business built up, like, oh, maybe you're making enough to at least bare minimum pay, just kind of like pay your rent for the month with your side hustle, whatever that may be. Then like, maybe it's time because you know that, okay, you're, you're putting like six hours on Saturday into your business and you're already like seeing this much return. So imagine how much more you would with like 40 hours a week putting into it. So I think kind of once you see that like proof of concept when you're working your full-time job and you trust that there's like a market and people that are interested in what you're offering, then it's like, go for it. You know, like, why not? We're like, especially if you're in a stage of life where like, I don't know, I think we're young, like, you don't have kids yet necessarily, Christina, I know you just had your first. So congratulations on that. But like, if you're in the stage of life where you are really just like financially dependent or like financially responsible for yourself, and you don't have a ton of like commitments outside of that at the time, like the time you're wanting to go for something like, why not now? You know, it's like, there's never going to be a better time than, than like when you have kind of fewer responsibilities. So I'm like the, when my friend group, I'm like the one that's always like, go for it. Like you can do this. I'm like the biggest cheerleader with starting any sort of like brand or business. So I say go for it. And like, 
we can always find new, new nine to five jobs, but like the windows where we feel like confident to really like create our own future and like design the life that we want to live through our business and pursuing like an income that can potentially be way more than like what you're going to get paid for a nine to five is like just such a liberating and like exciting thing to go for. So if you have the ability to like, just take the risk and we can usually figure it out along the way. So I love that. And I feel like your tagline needs to be like, design the life you want to live because that's like perfect. It's actually designing a beautiful life. Oh, so okay. it's funny that you like recommended that. I'm perfect. I'm on the right track. You definitely <laughs> No, are. I was going to say that's yeah. perfect because I love your like strategy of oh, sorry, design beautiful brands, design a beautiful business, and the most important part, design a beautiful life. I'm like, that's oh, it. Yes, so that's good. It. Okay, so for Thanks. our listeners um, who want to maybe like get into more into branding a little bit more and are trying to launch their business, I know you have a course, right? So can you tell us yes. a little bit about that? Yes, I do have a course. It's called Launch With Me, and it's focused really on those kind of like tactical stuff that a lot of people just like don't know kind of the basics and getting a business set up. And I'm not talking like the legal side of things. Obviously, I'm not an expert in that, but like, okay, I want to help you get a brand established, get a website set up. And then like the easy, I mean, I say easy to me, like getting the email marketing kind of platform set up, those kind of basic basic stuff. So that's what the program's focused on. It's an eight week course with weekly live training sessions. So I get to work hands-on with everyone in the group. I'm so excited. It um, starts February 15th, but applications close February 10th. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but I will be doing it again. So there'll be like a waiting list on my website for the next round. If, if anyone's listening to this after, after we start the first one. So it'll go up before, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, that'll be so perfect. I just have to shamelessly hype you up because I want everyone to apply because I worked with Jocelyn in December, like I said, and you're not only so good at the branding visual, like your eye for design, but I have never worked with a creative who has been so organized and so on their shit. I was like blown away. And then our, um, assistant for confident collective took your free training. I like sent it to her cause she is also wanting to start her own business. And she was like, I have never gotten so much out of a free training. She's like, mm-hmm. Jocelyn's charging for this. It's so good. So that is just me shamelessly hyping you up that I know that this course is going to be incredible. And I'm like, do I, I need to take so it? I take it? <laughs> no, I, yes. I, I'm like, I need to take it. And also I literally just got a whole new branding done in June and I haven't implemented ever, anything yet. And I'm like, I, I think I just need to start over again with Jocelyn. <laughs> yes. Hop in. That's also funny side, like side tangent on the organization thing. Thank you. First of all, because that's like a big priority for me and my business. And also I think like people in the creative space, which I know is like a lot of the people listening or like influencers like you guys, like we're all very creatively minded. So I think we really stand out when you're like on your business shit, you know, like really have it together with communication and even like systems and processes. So that's just like a way that I have found that like, I want my clients to feel like it's like a red carpet, like VIP experience when they're working with me. And like, it seems like it's in other industries, it's maybe like the standard, but for like creative people, I think we can be a little scatterbrained. So if you set yourself apart with like systems and processes, it just makes it like all the more legit. So yeah, thanks for noticing that. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, of course. Yeah. No, I'm like, the, I'm like the... 
Well, so, no, I am a little, org- I'm a little organized, but you're organized. Um, <laughs> you're super organized. Christina thinks I'm organized because I put things in my calendar. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not very, I have like, I'm like so chaotic. My mind's like so all over the place. I like thrive on chaos and like I'm procrastination. Like, yes. I'm like digitally organized, but then like, don't look, don't look in the trunk of my car. Like uh, we'll be <laughs> seriously disturbed, like not organized in that aspect. <laughs> <sighs> Jocelyn, if people can't take your course this time around, but they still want to launch their business and want to get started with some branding assets, we know like they could start their mood boards on Pinterest, but are there any apps or website you could recommend for people to use to like help them like identify some branding, um, just to get like started and see what they even like? Um, yeah, let's see. So dribble is like really good for just inspiration. It's like dribble with three B's and then a really great resource. I know that like, it can be hard to pick out like, like fonts that pair well together, um, is called type wolf, like literally type wolf, like the dog or whatever. And he puts together like, (laughs) like guides of like fonts that pair well together. So if, if you're not like creative minded and like, you just don't even know it looks together, like, or looks good together. Don't be afraid to really like lean on the creative community, like assets like those. Cause they'll be, um, they'll be putting, putting some good content out there. And then like, I mean, Canva, I know a lot of people use that, but they have like logo templates that like at the bare minimum, those are going to look good. And while you're just kind of getting your, your early content, your early products or services out, like just use something simple like that. And then when you can invest in a brand and web design um, person in the future, that's good, but you can definitely, definitely DIY it um, in the meantime. So, and then I, I also post like a lot of kind of uh, informational stuff to my Instagram. So shameless plug, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Where can they follow you? What's your Instagram handle? Yeah. It's Jocelyn Burks underscore J O C E L Y N B U R K S underscore. So yeah. Amazing. Thank Wait, you. I have one more question. Yeah. Really quick. How do you, cause I have resources. How do you feel about creative marketplace? Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, creative market is the kind of just like most well-known, um, like digital asset space. I think that it's, there's definitely like I've, I buy fonts on creative market sometimes, but like, you just kind of have to dig for the stuff that like you're not seeing everywhere. Like you'll go to the first page of fonts and you're like, Oh, I see that. Like those kinds of things everywhere. So I would just recommend like looking for the stuff that's not like the most popular font in the world right now from somewhere like that. But they also have really good like templates, um, like for like keynote, if you're putting together like a brand pitch or something like that, like there's really good assets on there. Um, and then probably another one that's similar to a resource like creative market is called, what is it? It's like youworkforthem.com. And it's a similar like structure where you can buy fonts and other digital assets, but it's like a little more kind of like off the beaten path and a little more like luxury of the product they're offering. So yeah, I don't have anything against those kinds of platforms. It's good, especially for people that like don't know or don't know how to put together something on their own. So, and also just if you're looking for, um, templates or things to use like for Instagram or for your web, you can use like Teza is a great photo editing app, Visco, there's like yeah. Lightroom, there's Snapseed. There's so many um, just on your phone that are all free that you could use. Yeah. And then like, I know Unum is a great one to create layouts and templates plan, for stores. Planoli, I think is what it's called. Planoli, oh, like yeah. laying out the grid or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's so many, so many great things. And we'll definitely list all these resources because from the ones that Jocelyn said, I literally only knew one of them. So, and I feel like I'm in the creative space and I didn't know any of these even existed. So I'm so excited to just dive into them. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that's helpful. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. You've been so helpful. Like I said, I literally feel like I'm going to need to listen to this conversation over and over again, just for myself too. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. I feel like sometimes it's like I could talk for years and years about all this stuff. So I hope that was like a little bit of a snippet that can be helpful for someone kind of getting started on their own. So no, I think that's great. I think this is a great place for someone who just wants to like take the plunge. 2021 is the year, baby. Take the plunge. Start that thing that you've been thinking about. And now you have all of these amazing tips and resources to get started. So Ooh, I love that. You. Yes. Thank you so yes. much. <laughs> love it. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Of course. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.